I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Oops! The Podcast. You know us. You're familiar with us. This is our fourth episode. Numero quattro. How people about really that? know you that Can well? Can you just wait? We haven't gotten to you yet. <laughs> I am joined by my lovely co-host, Giulio Gallarati. Hi, everybody. As usual. And today we have a very special guest who can't hold on to her horses. It's the lovely Hannah Burner. We know her from Summer House, from her own podcast, Burning in Hell, which is tremendous. And that's probably all the credits that she wants me to mention. <laughs> Hannah, thanks for being here today. Thank you. I love Julio. He's so sweet. Yeah, you and I don't. Thank you. Uh, we have some animosity. We happening. have some unfinished business on the tennis court. I don't know. Um, I feel like it was pretty finished. And that's, <laughs> you three, never know. Three games to ten. You never know when. It's finishing. That's, well. Graduating up the totem pole we, of oops tennis. You know what the problem was, Julio? We played. We'll so I played play. tennis yesterday with, with Hannah. And uh, the problem was that. I had we had there to take were a lot such of long breaks in between our little like it's part of my mind games. Yeah, because she gets out of breath and she's like, <laughs> "Oh, I need time." And then I am all about going as fast as quickly pot to to wear her down, such that I can uh, use her lack of um, physical being in shape. To, You'd be fun to in bed. Advantage. Yeah. This is Nadal Go as fast as you can until you wear me down and then finish as fast as possible. Yeah. Right? You're running that shot clock down to the last second while he just wants to, he's having 90 I'm seconds. I'm trying to enjoy games. the process. It's a competition. Sometimes you go fast and you slow it down. No, whoever comes first poor wins. girlfriend. And the other person loses. <laughs> when did, why did this turn into a sex metaphor? <laughs> Immediately. You know, your relationship with the balls, your relationship with balls. Hannah, you, you're on a summer house, which is in the middle of taping right now. And this is your second season. You're not supposed to say that. And I cannot confirm or deny. What? I don't know. I can't confirm or deny it. You're not allowed to talk about taping the show. I don't know. I'm it's intense, but you guys like post social media. We definitely stuff. do. So there's no secret. But yeah, they're we, never like, we are on Summer House. Right? Yeah, they're like, don't run around. You're like, I'm living people. my fucking life. It's sick. <laughs> I'm filming. Are you not allowed to confirm that you're on Summer House? Oh, I'm on Summer House. I can't confirm like that we're filming or any new cast members. It's hard because I have a big mouth and yeah. I really want to spill all the beans, but I can't. I have to have some self-control. Oh, okay. I get it. So there are things that happen that you really need to protect because if they got out, they'd be like, spoilers. Yeah. We want to protect the storylines. The toughest thing is after we film, I have to wait seven months for the show to come out. So by the time the show's out, I don't remember how many times I peed in the hot tub. I don't remember what guy I was hooking up with. So I love watching the show as much as you guys do. Right. You have us mistaken for people who love watching the show. Um, you, I have you mistaken for someone who loves quality reality TV. No, I'm a fan oh of yours. God. That was a burn and a half, dude. He's, <laughs> oh, I came shit. on this. I was like, when's he going to make a summer house joke? But we've, Have you watched it? I have watched parts of it. And the... I, I watched it um, when those twins were on it, the Workus twins. Yeah, um, that was before me. That was pre HB. And I knew I knew some of the other members because I met those people on the train out to Montauk once. Yeah, because you're a douche. You're a Montauk douche. So don't don't come at me like I'm some fucking Hamptons douche. You were on the Hamptons train way before I was. 
I feel, like that, I feel like that makes you sound worse. I'm at Shelter Island. I like to play golf and tennis with my grandpa. I get paid to party now. <laughs> okay. Listen to, this. Listen to okay. her calling. This is the pot calling you the kettle douche. You are black pottle kettle black. You are a sopping douche calling a less I knew you were mad about losing douche. yesterday. I didn't think you were going to take it out on me here oh, in the public. Intense. This is great. I'm currently the I'm Kermit saying, sipping coffee. Don't meme. come at me for being Hamptons douche when you party in the Hamptons too. Not anymore. Not anymore. I retired. I grew up. Did you really retire? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went once this year. That's not a, that's not That's frequenting. not retiring. Well, um, I went. You're very we- defensive right now. <sighs> very defensive. <sighs> Love seeing Don't Francis fuck get with rattled. Me. We're gonna have to edit all of this. Out. <laughs> we are. No shot. This is golden. No, this I know. is staying in. You know what else we're gonna do? What is we're what gonna, are we gonna do? We're gonna wait to watch you on the show, and then when you commit the first like major mistake, we're gonna have Pavel, our muralist, come and add you to the wall of shame. That is a great idea. So that you'll be immortalized for all time. Are you uh, on it? We are not. No, we're infallible. You could be. You should be. I should it. be. I guess should. I should. So should you. Okay, <laughs> fine. We should both be on it. I mean, I should be on it too. I kind of yeah. want to be on it. That'll be an honor. So I, I do want to get into the heart of, of some of our matters. Uh, one of which is I do think the world of reality television is fascinating. Fascinating. And I think the biggest question that I have is... Is there any part of you that thinks that your decision to join a reality TV show Mm -hmm. may inhibit your career in the future? Great question. Or change it in some way? Great question. I think that um, I'm trying to be Cardi B, you know? I'm trying to... (laughs) You guys both nod so seriously to that answer. (laughs) No, but I feel like nowadays, you know, comedy is not just like a white dude going on stage telling some racist jokes and going home. Sorry, this is that was a lot. That was a lot. But I'm just saying like careers careers (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why you make it so personal. (laughs) I'm saying that careers are not like there's there's different ways to have a quality career and I feel like I don't know what's going to happen, but I do know that I felt in my gut it was a great opportunity to show my personality. And I want to go into reality TV, not to show people like, look, I'm on TV. I want to show people like, look, I'm on TV and I can talk about that I have anxiety. I could talk about that I had like fucked up relationships. I could talk about how women could be funny, but also feminine and also sporty. So I wanted to use that as an opportunity to just like show myself to the world, see how I was received. And for the people who like me, they can they can get more of me in other ways, um, whether it's a podcast or comedy. I'm just trying to be happy. And I feel like it was a unique experience that I wanted to be part of my life. I live once and I was like, it sounds like mental warfare. And that's right up my alley. Pretty good answer. What that do you think? Good. Yeah, that was a great answer. Francis, I also want to say that was a great question. Great question. I, this is something that really fascinates me because Going I have to it. bring up our dear friend, Theo Vaughn. Mm-hmm. And Theo Vaughn is kind of like a mentor to me at this point. And he got his career start on Real World and Road Rules and a couple yeah. of those challenge shows. And he was only 21 or 22 years old. He was a kid from Louisiana. Yeah. Didn't have a whole lot going on. But great personality. Yeah, so wonderful guy. Liked him on the shows. Yeah, and he, he became very well known for that. He said he was more famous for that 
that he got noticed in the years following that much more than he gets noticed now for being a comedian. And I would say that he's one of the top comedians in the game right now. I would argue that because of this time of social media, I have more control of telling people how I want them to see me where Theo was in a time where like TV was just where people noticed him. But now like if people like me from the show, I'm immediately like, Oh, go listen to my podcast, come to this comedy show. So I'm in more control of how I'm perceived where I think it was unfortunate that he was in a time where just the media could control how he was perceived. Well, right. So the thing about Theo is that he says it took him like 15 years to shed the stink of his reality television career. Great shows, by the way. They were. Great shows. We all really enjoyed him. But for him to rebrand himself as a very legitimate stand-up comedian artist took a very long time. Because anytime someone would mention his name, the first response a lot of people had was, oh, is that Theo from Road Rules? He can't be good at stand-up. And we see like Jeremy Piven now Mm -hmm. trying to dive into stand-up. I think the leap from like respected dramatic actor to stand-up comedian is probably a little bit easier. But there is definitely a stigma around reality TV stars. And yeah. I don't mean to like hammer this home with 100%. you. 100%. But I'm trying you're to like, think... You're like, you're a fucking idiot for doing this. <laughs> no, I think you care about me. And I care about you. Yeah. And you you might be a little... The first, a lot of people were worried for me. I actually had a boss say, I had higher hopes for you. Oh, wow. Like people, I've gotten my shit That's from ridiculous. it. That's um, but, ridiculous. But my thing with reality TV is that... Yeah, I feel like I've uh, it's it's tough. I agree with what you're saying, but I also think that you never know what can happen in this day and age with social media and throwing yourself out there. And I just wanted to put myself out there. But also Summer House, oh sorry, I remembered my point. I was just rambling. Summer House is unique because it shows people who have a career established and then what we do on the weekends. So I've on Summer House been like I'm a video producer. I write comedy, I have a podcast. So I've already I show my career on the show, which has been beneficial for me. Hmm. Right. And the other thing that's underrated about this, the difference between now and when Theo was doing it was then it's like you did reality. You were a reality person and you were depending on other people to develop any other content for you. Now, if you're on a reality show and you have something to offer, you can offer it and people can choose whether or not they want to buy into it. Mm-hmm. So you are like you said, you're you know, you make videos, you have your podcast that you had created before. You were even on the show, which you mentioned. So I think now more than ever, the Cardi, quote unquote, Cardi B model is is very relevant because at this point, the most important thing is people seeing you. Visibility. How do you get that visibility? It gave me the visibility to then, yeah, create my own content because I'm not... I'm not involved in like the creativity at all in reality TV. I show up, I do my thing, and then seven months later I watch it. So I'm not fulfilled creatively. I'm mm. fulfilled by like the stuff that I want to create on my own and because of social media I'm I have the ability to do it. Where Theo he had to like go to clubs and stuff right. day, night after night after night where he yep. could right now I could just do a, a selfie video going what's up guys I'm on a comedy show next week uh, and people are like oh Hannah does comedy yeah it's I think you, given what you've said in the social media aspect it's it's easier to show the actual reality of your life 
um, behind what is framed and in some ways contrived yeah. by your reality TV show yeah. producer. And I'd rather be on a reality TV show showing my vulnerabilities, like fucking up, oopsing all the time, than like just be an Instagram model, like pretending my life is perfect when it's not. Totally. Right. I think we can definitely agree that on the like hierarchy of entertainers, reality show personality definitely beats Instagram model. Yeah. Well, I mean, I am honored. Thank you. Yeah. And, and I can tell I you from that. having been an Instagram model <laughs> that it is harder to show your faults <laughs> and not lose followers. I mean, if you post one photo. Do you know what kind of pisses me off now? Now it's becoming cool to be like hey i just want to open up and be raw and vulnerable with you guys i'm like you're doing that for followers it's yeah. still fake that right. that whole thing of that mo movement where it was like okay here's how i look without makeup and oh, it was yeah. as if they were like and i'm like bitch fucking you're wearing makeup still. Doing, they thought they were doing doctors without borders <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, you fucking woke up and worked a little less hard. But what's true is Bravo <laughs> has given me the show. They don't give me anything else. So that's why reality TV is literally what you make it. You can go in, do the show, and then just like party the rest of your life and go to clubs and get paid a couple hundred dollars to show face. Right. Or you can take it and be like, you know, and meet producers on the show. Like I'm boys with like the executive producer who's working on other projects who I talk to and I'm like, hey, I, I want to pitch this idea. Like you just gotta, life is about throwing yourself into situations and I prefer doing things that make me uncomfortable or scare me. I don't want to take a job that I feel fully qualified for or I know is like the perfect fit for me. I want to do things that make me scared a little because I get bored when I'm too comfortable. I should talk to my therapist about that. It's amazing. Right. It's healthy. It's very, yeah. very capitalistic mentality. Yeah. I mean, I'm an opportunist. Okay. So here's the question that I want to ask now. Um, this is intense and I'm into it. Great. <laughs> yeah. So once, let's say, Summer House ends. Yeah. Okay, dad. No, I'm saying, like, whatever. Three years from now. <laughs> who, who knows? I don't know. Unless it, unless it runs into, like, syndication or something. Mm -hmm. uh, how many seasons have they done by now? Um, we may or may not be filming the fourth season. And seven is syndication. Is that right? I don't know. Is it non-union contract? You guys are are over my head right do you, now. Do you I know show up, anything I about pee in the hot tub, and I leave. <laughs> I have people to deal with this shit. Mm, fair just, enough. My job is to get drunk. Must be Am nice. I sounding, I'm sounding pretentious right now. No, no, no. No, no, no. You, you're like... <laughs> you you're not. So, okay, so here's the thing, right? You, you are uniquely set up given what you've been able to exhibit as side skills or other things that you're good at on the show to in some ways use the show as a springboard for your other avenues. Yes. Uh, but do you see yourself continuing to forge ahead in reality TV if Summer House ends or do you find or do you think you may pivot into a totally different one thing, thing about reality TV is it actually I like to call it like drunk ther group therapy like dysfunctional group therapy because you're constantly asked how that made you feel how you want to cope with that why do you feel that way and I'm forced to deal with social situations that I would never make myself deal with if I wasn't on a TV show I hate confrontation That's so interesting. if I don't like you I will just text my best friend and be like yo fuck that guy's guy. Julio like he rubbed me the wrong way and she goes yeah fuck him that's it if we're on a reality TV show the producer comes up to you and he goes I feel like you don't like that guy I don't well you need to talk to him about it why where you live in a house with him let's work it out gotcha. i have to confront you so i've actually grown so much from it which is awesome wow that's crazy in a weird way like i've matured so much from this show 
but it is emotionally exhausting it's very hard to date when you're on a show um it's very hard like my family i had an intense scene with my dad because like he was my tennis coach right i, I saw a, i watched that clip this morning as i was doing my due oh. diligence oh wow as he showed up and you're Julia, enjoying you're your the relationship sweetest <laughs> don't, the don't sweetest. go there don't Thank do that you. <laughs> Your relationship evolved because it went but from I, dad to best friend. But I want to know, like sometimes I have a dad I mean, too. I don't I, know what's you know, <laughs> deal. I talk to him all the time. <laughs> but like, I didn't always feel unconditional love because, like, after when I was young and I'd lose matches, I he would upset him a lot. So I I wanted to show that because I feel like the father daughter relationship is so much more complex than they show in the media sometimes mm-hmm. or father son. Um, then I was fucking stressed for seven months that they might edit it and make my dad look like a dick, and if anyone message my dad to make him feel bad because of my actions like what i'm trying to say is reality tv is mental warfare and really difficult if you come up to me and accuse me of something on tv i don't know if you're doing it because it might be good for the show if you're actually mad at me how i respond you don't know if a producer recommended i did that like it's fucking crazy so the point is is it's fun i could i would love to like do a talk show type thing it's point is is i'm in unscripted and i love unscripted yeah i do love scripted too and i feel like as long as i don't stay in something for too long i won't be typecasted Mm. um and also to be honest i don't think i'm like that good at reality tv because mm. like i don't drink that much i don't have a temper i'm not like really i don't get like slutty when i drink too much i pass out like I, my one friend was like if you're the star of a reality tv show like you're probably not doing well that's, in your real life. that's a really good point that's a really so, good like, point. i think my career will naturally go with what i enjoy most and what i'm best at and i think what i enjoy most is like interviewing and creating quality content yeah, reality TV Sorry, that was a long honors great the most volatile person. So right. in that light, I mean, if you're the person who is so, if you're the star of the show, as you said, it probably means you've broken the most windows. Yeah, and like, let's like, be honest, grown I think, I'm, had sex I think I'm the comedy times. relief and I'm the kind of person who in the green screen interviews says what the audience is thinking. And like, so I'm likable. The straight woman. Sometimes. Yeah. Kind of. Well, also, there's two things that are like, there's important aspects about being good on a reality show that I think you're underestimating. One of them is being honest with who you are as a person. True. It goes a long way if you're just comfortable in your own skin and behaving. Because that, like, that's really important. Do you want to be on the cast next season? (laughs) Like, you're pitching yourself. Right. Do we have a thing? (laughs) What the fuck is going on? (laughs) I do wonder about how um, accessible a role on not your show per se, but for someone like Julio or myself to, to get on a reality TV show. I mean, how for something like our show, you become family, like you become really bonded. So if a certain person comes in and they don't mesh, like it'll be like oil and water because we've all been through so much together. And because the show has now gotten popular in the third season, now we get weird things where people will literally be like, Hannah, how do I get on the show? Or people just start talking to me and be like, oh, who do I have to talk to to get on the show? So we're also protective of like, obviously we're all thirsty bitches and want attention, but we want people to come in naturally. Like if I, let's say like start hanging out with Julio a lot, I could tell a producer like, hey, there's a guy, I think he'd mesh well with the group. So it's really about, Mm. chemistry and because the show is about being real and you could really sense if we don't want someone in this like yeah family we've created we really are family so so the cast is almost responsible for the new additions in some way you guys have a voice on that for casting we all have to send them names of people directors um it's real it's not every now and then they bring in a wild card that they think will just like fuck shit up but it's 
it's not like real world. We're real friends. We're not just random people putting a house together. So why did after the first or the second seasons, why, why did that, that workus girl, why did they get kicked off? What happened? So I think what happened is the house got divided in like a really tough way. Like we're not the real housewives. We're like people, you know, try to like kidnap children and murder husbands. I don't know. Um, we're more like chill drama so the fact that the house got so divided i feel like casting was like people watch this show because it's relatable and fun and there's like relatable drama these people hate each other it's mm. not realistic to have a summer house again and i bravo has like so much data and analytics from social media to like quizzes or whatever and i think they looked at the data and they were like if this show is gonna be successful we need to reboot the cast huh fascinating i i I do want to appreciate you came at me hard in the beginning. We both got defensive, but I appreciate how no, I, I how, feel like I can do that with you, though. Oh, 100 yeah. percent. But I feel like now you do actually want to understand where I'm coming from. And I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm not just going to like I still like Julio Moore, time. but I appreciate <laughs> I that. get that. Okay? But I, I like I prefer it. roasting. Yeah, I you, you do prefer roasting. I used to like go to my dad when I was little and go make fun of me and he would make fun of me. And I thought so it was great. let's this is great. Guys. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. Your dad was your tennis coach. Hannah played tennis at Wisconsin, Division One tennis player. We also played yesterday. She was fine. Um, so uh, we, I am fascinated by how frequent how how often dads become the coaches of their tennis daughters <laughs> most of the time you see it all over the place and i can't imagine a scenario that would be more mentally scarring for me <laughs> than to be a daughter and have my dad <laughs> when i was 11 my, my years coach. old yeah, before you get into before yeah. she gets into the yeah. specifics so i played tennis as well also division one not as good of a program whatever we're not gonna get into no that. you were part of a good program honey we're, we're pretty good honey we're, you're good thank you very sweet um but uh the dynamic makes sense when you understand tennis why there's so many f uh, parent child relationships because they're driving them everywhere well not only that it's it's about learning how to play the game it's a very skill oriented game and if you don't have a person who really gives a shit correcting you every fucking day you're going to develop bad habits that prevent you be from becoming very good mm. and even if you're paying somebody a lot you have to be paying them so much for them mm -hmm. to actually be able to do that properly do mm -hmm. you agree with what i'm saying 100 percent. so that's but that's why that dynamic that relationship because of the constant critic like criticism and coaching it can mess with your head because you're like are you my dad are you my coach totally oh, so tough. um yeah it's weird did, did all right so did you ever have your dad my, scream at you and okay. say get down and do wind sprints so my dad you suck. i come <laughs> honey that's that is wind sprints that's adorable that's, that's adorable no i am um, 
the thing is you want to be great when I was like seven years old I told my parents I want to be a professional tennis player they told like one of my pros that I would do like once a week group lessons that can Hannah be pro do you think and he goes she's starting way too late so my parents said hey it's probably not gonna happen you're too late seven years old apparently I cried that whole day like I just cried and that shows like the kind of passion this little girl had to like be uh, in the U.S. Open so what made my dad so incredible was he believed that I actually could beat everyone like he would look at me and he'd be like because we'd play I played all sports and he'd be like look at that girl you know what you do to her on the basketball court you go out like he was my fucking rock but like almost too much like sometimes i need him to be like yeah that girl's better than you but he'd be like i don't care who she he's is your rider he's my rider die that. Love that. and we had such a passion i remember when i won my first tournament how happy it made him <laughs> and i like we created this bond and we're very similar like we would joke together sports together but he also knew that like he started living vicariously through me he was a sales guy he fucking hated his job and like the only thing that excited him was like me on the court feeling alive he always wanted to be a basketball player and he's um a 5'11 guy with small hands so Mm -hmm. like he he would basically be like hannah life is meant to be like you don't want to sit at a desk all day life is when you could play a sport and get paid that's Mm. what i was trained to think my whole life so like this (laughs) i'm this is what my dad tell the kids on last chance you (laughs) yeah i was like you you need a backup plan (laughs) no this is my from nine years old so like by 12 years old i was like ranked no by 14 years old i was ranked top 15 in the nation did you play up for singles i was like i was like for singles I was like sponsored by Dunlop whatever I um you were playing your age group though or were you playing like 18 I was playing I was playing age groups like 14 and under I was was ranked like and then I went to Florida started playing internationally but my dad like when you're 11 years old and you're putting your heart and soul out there and other 11 year old girls are like I don't know what they were up to but I was up to different things and your dad goes like I'm disappointed in you like an 11 year old to have their dad say they're disappointed and you like sucks yeah yeah it sucks and i feel like fast forward to summer house i learned a lot about like my relationships with men where i like i always felt like i had to perform to win affection like i didn't f- feel like i could just be 100 percent me and like that's love just a guy liking that There's i thought a born I had to comedian be, here he, that's like every comedian I just thought, I thought I had to be like the funniest the smartest the coolest the most successful and that's why I end up ended up with some guys that like on paper were great but they weren't perfect for me right mm. and um my dad and I had to work through some shit where like he basically was like I'm sorry that I got like lost in the sauce yeah well it's just I don't know how you maintain the the perspective if you're the coach and and remember that you're coaching and also your daughter it's our reality because the way my dad's acting is the same how every other parent's acting so Mm -hmm. it doesn't seem weird to me parents will key each other's cars get in fighting matches like I've had a coach hit me in the back of the head I've had water poured on me I've been told after a match to just run and he'll get me when he feels like I should stop running like I've I've done play on a 100 degree tennis court in Florida and gotten up with burns all over my like I've been physically and emotionally abused but that was like how you become great that's what yeah. your brainwash like this is how you become a champion it's a it's right. a crazy sport there's more pressure and I think it requires more mental fortitude than almost any sport and the only other one I might even compare it to would be golf I compare it to boxing mm. 
Yeah, it'd have to be and individual sports. Because golf at least is like you're in your own, where tennis, I could feel as good as I want, but then I'm playing some girl who has like a great kick serve and I just like right. can't. And you and just it, can't get up on you it You can't early. get up on it or like she's pissing me off and I'm in my head because she's younger than me and I don't want to lose to her. Like right. also, I would be 15 playing that. a 10-year-old Russian girl and I'd go into, basically what happened is it's kind of like drugs. The high of tennis stopped being fun and I lost the high of winning and I just didn't want to lose and my whole life started just be like, I was I would win a lot so every match was like if I lose this I'm gonna be depressed in college too were you winning were you like nasty in college well in college I was you're in a good conference I was yeah I was in a really good conference we were very middle of the league but like I hated college times because I not only had my own pressure on me but I also had the pressure of my whole team Mm. and I actually liked being like alone solo solo. but tennis is so hard too because like you're fucking alone with your own thoughts they say tennis is like the one sport where you see people like yelling at themselves and going nuts like what a, in lacrosse like you got mad but like you're not gonna have a full-on freak out conversation with yourself because you have I, a buddy to be like Come. i would do well, i would see that I, but I, it wouldn't be about lacrosse it would be a, it would be like i'd be angry that you know um that i had gotten a math problem wrong on a test so you do this this is why i was not great room? i never i never could get my head in inside the helmet i was a total head case or i'd be but writing jokes but you were good at what you do i was good at lacrosse yeah but I was also bigger and faster. I was about to say you're kind of a physical one. specimen. Yes, thank you. I appreciate that. It's the <laughs> nicest thing you've said to me. Well, I'm trying to. I like you a little more after you attacked me. <laughs> this is good. I like where this is going. So, Julia, well, hold on. Can, before we move on, I want yeah. to ask a couple of tennis questions. First. Yeah, so yeah I absolutely. Remember, I appreciate so, like someone who's been through similar shit. Yeah. Uh, like, I still remember, have? like, you remember how you'd play third set uh, breakers, some like the 10 point tie breaks for third <sighs> set sometimes. <sighs> so I still remember like points where I was up eight, six and had like a Honey. really easy volley above the net that I dumped into the tape and lost the match. Yep. I won't forget it. Like, tell I me like a name of any girl. I'll tell you the, like the score, like what happened. I, I still have tennis dreams. Yeah. I dream like sometimes when I'm just traveling in a hotel that where I travel for tournaments, I just have like the worst tennis nightmares. I still have tennis nightmares. I'm 28. Right. Yeah. I've been so, out of it for like six years. And tennis this, nightmares. this goes into the, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is what goes into They're the mental starving thing. children in Africa. Did but you know that? From <laughs> everyone's battle is their own battle. Yeah. But I, I suffered from really bad anxiety on the court. Um, I always had the yips in a certain, uh, way. I, um, I, got my forehand grip changed when I went to tennis academy and um, I pretty much sliced my forehand for my entire career. You kept like, what's your name? Uh, uh, the Buznarescu or whatever, yeah, yeah. The, the Romanian yeah, chick? Yeah. So like my forehand slice. Nicolescu. So I played with him yesterday and I hit my forehand the whole time. My forehand is arguably better than my backhand, but in matches I could not hit my forehand and it just and then um in college i lost my second serve for a while playing number one for the university of wisconsin i underhand serve i remember my brother before it was cool before you were playing number one i remember like a bunch of hockey dudes i was friends with like came to the match and my brother came and i was like in my head you already know like this is gonna be bad and i missed the first serve and i underhand and like I'm fucking playing division one tennis, number one doubles, number one singles. And I remember after the match, the hockey guys were like, what the fuck was that? My brother, and I remember my brother being like, come on, Hannah. Like I heard the pain in his voice of like, what is she doing? The social tennis shame associated with the underhand second. And I also, this is why like, just because you're really good at something doesn't mean it's what you're meant to do. Like I was never happy, but I lied to myself that I was and it's all I knew. Like I was just always lived in the uncomfortable and I think it's what makes me good at what I do now because I'm like... 
I could just like talk to you guys all day and this is what my job is. Like that's fucking great. Right. Because right. I was in darkness for a long time. I, I like completely lost my second serve and I couldn't find it. It was gone. And I thought I was a mental fucking head case. I just realized like I actually have I overthink a bazillion things. I know like who's watching, what she's thinking. It made me good like in strategy and stuff, but I also hate authority. So I hated being told you have to be here at this time listen to what the coach says trust me change your grip and trust me i just couldn't mm. i meant to be an entrepreneur and i meant to be creative and just because i was really fucking athletic as a kid and like did this thing with my dad doesn't mean it was what i was meant to do and it took me a long time to accept that bird dogs are the best shorts to wear for tennis uh Absolutely. have you guys tried wearing bird dogs for tennis i know guys who wear them and they say their balls feel amazing in they're them. incredible they're they gym really, shorts it's a lovely experience with a built-in silky soft inner boxer brief that makes underwear obsolete it literally feels like you're wearing nothing i wore them yesterday when i was playing with hannah and uh that's why i beat her um it's as though you're walking around naked. You can wear them in water. They dry faster than a bathing suit. Uh, Julio's a big fan. I love them. I walk around the city. If I'm doing a day in the city, New York City weather, terrible, humid, muggy. And if you're going to be walking around doing stuff, bird dogs are the perfect errand short. They're so versatile. So go to birddogs.com, enter promo code FIRED, and they'll throw in a pair of nunchucks. Yeah, you heard that right, nunchucks. They'll give you an actual weapon along with your pair of bird dogs. <laughs> That's birddogs.com, promo code FIRED, and boom, a free pair of nunchucks. With your pair of bird dogs, you will not take these things off, I promise you. Can so, I ask, so, hold on, do you have any ten more tennis stuff that you wanted to ask? No. Okay, I have a, but if you do, keep going. I do not, but I, I have a, some reality show questions mm -hmm. that I've always I've been wondering forever. This does feel like casting couch to me. Good. <laughs> yeah, it's like so. Why don't you? But like just undressing my mind. <laughs> yeah, this is like girl. This is female porn. The female I never, I This never is female watch, porn. I could never like, watch those casting couch scenes. I didn't like it. Look at these guys. Why just not? Really getting I found that it was too. Uh, Coming from a creepy person, why not? It, I, you know, I'm, I play a creepy person, but I'm not. I, I, I found that it was too. He was too manipulative. It never seemed it like was too rapey. Yeah, didn't he get in trouble for it or something? Yeah, the casting house guy. Yeah, I thought he he got sued by a bunch of the women who had been in the sh on the really? the show. I watched it until like the dick came out, and then I'm like, that's too much. Oh, so you just wanted to see a bunch of broken women throw their lives away? I just wanted to be like, what happened? to have her end up in this couch right now right do you ever feel that way on summer <laughs> i feel that way right now are we are we talking about the same show is this the one where they're pretending to go in for castings and they have sex with the guy yeah that's what i'm talking about. and he's like what would you do with this dick and then, and then she's like i don't know <laughs> she's yeah. like what i planned and and being paid four hundred dollars to do with it oh that makes me so upset just, you just yeah. that really pick on instagram mia khalifa Got, oh, I heard $12,000 and she was like the I, number one. I watched one a documentary about her. Huh? She's still like top 10. Yeah. That's crazy. That's she sad. was a documentary about her specifically. I watched a documentary about her, but I forget what it's about. But she's fascinating but too because her career has blossomed, blossomed as a result of it. I mean, you're coming at me about Summer House. She did porn. Which is good. Know. You know what I mean? Like, why should we... Francis, why should you need person... to unbutton your shirt a little and relax. <laughs> Why should one be shunned from society because they they do that? You know what I mean? I don't like that. The I idea. think what was fascinating about her was how she went against her culture so much. And I'm always I always respect those people so much because as a tennis player, I just did what I was told. It took me so long to understand my own voice because like you're just told what to do. So when people are like, I don't care what everyone else thinks, I know what I want to do with my life. 
I just always respect that. And I'm now learning what I want to do. It took me a long time to be like, I can choose what I want to eat and how often I want to work out. Like, I sound like a, a baby that just like got birthed and is like, how do you live? That but that's kind of what happened when tennis ended. Mm. It's cool. Happy, happy, cool. No, it is. I'm happy to have you here. Yeah. yeah, and I don't know why I decided to be here. Literally and figuratively speaking. Yeah, thank welcome. You. You've arrived. Thank you, Julia. Do you have any other questions about oh, yeah. reality TV? I got yeah. So a couple of things. So first of all, I always wonder because I know when you sign that contract, it's like we can do whatever we want with this footage. And I know you alluded to it a little bit before. Where you're like, I hope they don't make my dad look like an asshole. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's moments where they probably make you look a way you don't want to look, mm-hmm. or you didn't realize you looked a certain way. And I'm wondering, does that ever create like bad? Blood? with the production or are they good at navigating around it like how does that work i have a lot of strong opinions on this when someone says they have a bad edit that doesn't mean that they somehow got manipulated to look a way that they weren't because if you're in the editing room and someone this conversation they could edit to make it anyway they can make it look like um we're in a real fight they can make it look like i'm in love with you they can make it look like he's super awkward they can make it look like you don't want to be here just from certain faces however they would not manipulate every fucking scene in a show to make you look a certain way that's way too much work but if you're gonna be a dick all the time they're gonna be a dick you're gonna look like a dick a bad edit is when like maybe we both were assholes but they just showed mine gotcha. so i'd be like i got bad at it because uh. they didn't show like him losing his mind on me but they really don't manipulate and make you look different than you are there's been like one scene where like Lindsay, this girl said something and they took a reaction from my face to make it look like i was weirded out by it when it was probably uh. me listening to something else but that's not going to change how people see me overall they're not going to edit me wrong every fucking scene and unless I, I'm doing it. I would imagine yeah. everybody on your show understands this. So yes. if So there has to be a trust factor. Yeah. I would argue if I was filming this season, this has been a better season for me. Because <laughs> I love the way she's I'm not that. gonna lie, when I first came on, I was very aware of what I was saying. I was very aware of the cameras and I didn't trust production yet. Once the show came out, I really think that they did a great job of portraying everyone because if they know that we trust them they know that we'll give them more yeah right it's really fascinating it really is i'm like this is cool francis just to follow up on his question though do you have the power to tell them you've got to go back and re-edit that oh god no no you sign away your life my job is to go have fun be myself i wouldn't have been able to be on the show when i was like 24 when i was 24 i actually had a phobia of like imagine if i did a reality show once and they sh- i didn't know who i was and they showed a side of me that like wasn't really me and everyone thought i was someone i wasn't like i was all fucked up after dating a dude that made me feel like i lost myself i really had to work on my shit i went to therapy and i really was like who is hannah and then once i found that this reality tv opportunity came and i'm like this is a sign like this is a chance for me to like be my full self challenge all the things i thought i learned about myself and grow so like i i own all my shit reality tv is not like if i fuck up it's about owning your shit because everyone can relate to your fuck up everyone boom. can relate boom that's, that's so, the podcast right that's there. the podcast right there folks so that's and that's a great point people like to see a human being a human. Yeah. You're going to fuck up. It's fine. 
And it's going to lead to stronger relationships in general, which is another thing you alluded to because like they make you confront things. And I'm so, so bad at confrontation. I thought, to. I thought if I fought a girl in the beginning that like, okay, now I have beef with this girl, the whole show. We actually got closer when I confronted this girl. Cause I didn't like how she was talking about me. We got closer cause she started to respect that I was standing up for myself. Mm. It's really like, I've really grown as a person from yeah. this stupid show. And that's yeah. why we're such a family and it's hard for new people to get cast and come in. Cause like we've been through cheating rumors we've been through breakups we've been through like like all types of things on and off camera because we also do with the production side amanda was like filmed having sex on camera and it came out and like she 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 had trouble with it and like we were there for her bachelor oh batula is that her name amanda batula yeah batula but isn't she marrying the guy yeah yeah but it was like it had her like moaning and she was like i didn't know i mean the show is everything you do there's cameras everywhere it's like big brother right like it's it's hard dating is the hardest thing like to to have a life away from it well i started seeing a guy a couple like two months before i knew i was shooting and the first thing i said i was like you you don't this is really bad timing for me because if we start liking each other next thing you know you're gonna have a producer on the phone going okay you ready to come to the house mm-hmm. wow. like i'm not just oh you're dating Hannah. Fallout. it's oh do you want to be on a tv show and what Big if brother. he had said no if he said no that he didn't want to be on the show then i'd have to decide do i want to go on the show and then like i lose the whole like storyline of my like relationships which is like integral to the show and me I'd have to choose the show over him. And I kind of had to decide, like, you'll see shit happens. Like good choice. Also, in case that if that happened, because it also reality TV speeds stuff up. Like I had to decide if this guy I really like when I probably would have fucked around with him for like eight more months. Yeah, exactly. That's funny that the thing you were talking about, the cutaway where they'll just show your face that to me, I, I want to call it that, that the planet earth edit. And you can almost hear the just music show like a cat with his head up that yeah. could, it wasn't, he was, the cat wasn't even there. And I'm very he knows expressive. The pet is coming. Like through a night, I give him a ton of emotions. Yeah. <laughs> so they'll say, my thing is you'll mostly just see me eating. Like I stress eat and some of the other girls like don't eat at dinner and i'm like there someone's in a fight and i'm like no one's eating the scallops we're going to like nice ass like, restaurants and i'm like no one's eating the burrata and i'm just stuffing <laughs> my face and then afterwards they're like oh, are you gonna go in this guy's bed and i'm like i'm bloated i feel like <laughs> shit i need to, i'm in a food coma go fuck yourselves <laughs> so that's amazing so 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 much of it is more real than you would think i the i show always is real. wondered about the the scripted aspect of it the show is 100 percent real it's the edit that tells the story so for example me and you could be downstairs having a fight while julio's sorry julio's upstairs having um flirting with a girl that might get cut and they just show our fight doesn't mean it wasn't real it's just they're showing what they want the audience to see got it and also you said that the producers will kind of like see an opportunity to help you be your best the producer's job is to speed things up the producer's job is like i might hear from you two weeks later that you're pissed at me the producer's job is is to tell someone to be like you need to tell them that they're pissed Mm -hmm. at you so they just like life goes faster and then also you have to reflect on shit more where normally like i don't like to feel things Mm -hmm. they make you be like okay, this guy just told you that. Does that make you happy or sad? Go talk to the girls how it made you feel. 
Can I ask you about that? This is the other thing I've been wondering forever. Two questions. A, how soon after it's happening do they pull you out and make you talk to the camera? Um. Oh, no. That, that's later? That's later. And they like, talk about it like it's now? It depends on the show. Some shows, like Bachelor in Paradise, a guy will like break up with a girl and then she'll like be told to walk over and then immediately, walk, still crying from what okay. he said, be talking to camera. I think that would be easier for me, though, yeah. to, to remember exactly what Sometimes, it happened. Right. You, I don't remember shit. They'll be right. like, how did you feel when you, you said this to this guy? And I'm like, said what? And they're like, do you remember at the dinner? I'm like, what dinner? Because I'm drunk the whole mm-hmm. time. Will they show you a clip back to jog no. your memory? No, oh. but they're talking about emotions. Yeah. Also, I have a on-camera drunk and an off-camera drunk. Like, on-camera drunk, I'm there's always a side of me that's like stay with it stay t- you know when you're like in a yeah, conversation when you're drunk and you're like focus i'm always in that like kind of focus space um but then like when i drink during the week i'm like i'm a free bird i can mm. puke in the street <laughs> right now and america doesn't care <laughs> yeah, so that's a fun fact about me okay so also ben in addition to that thank you for clarifying um is there ever a moment where you're like, I just talked so much shit about this person. I need to tell them that I did that before the show airs because they're going to see it and it's going to be weird. So the thing with reality TV is you want to own your shit. Um, I think it's more you don't know what's going to be used. So you don't want to call someone and be like, like, we have hours of interviews. So I'm not going to be like, oh, I talk shit about you if they might not even air it. Mm. Definitely. I've had things happen where like it airs and it like comes off a little weird and someone messages me going like, hey, like, you know, I love you. I didn't mean it like that. Or like I've had I've tweeted something about a fight I had with a girl and I tweeted my perspective um, and she said, hey, I thought we were cool. And I was like, yeah, we're cool. But like the audience, I want them to know like how I felt about the fight. Um, One girl on the show last year, this was kind of the fight was that she would make Mark remarks that I wasn't like feminine enough like she'd be like oh you're wearing a skirt like you're being feminine my dad came to visit and she's like we're trying to teach Hannah to be more girly I saw this clip and like my dad didn't show but afterwards he like to tell my tennis coach dad that I need to be more girly he gets mad when I put like when I paint my nails like I'm always his little athlete and he was like don't you ever listen to anyone who tells you to change who you are Mm. so I got into it with her and I said, hey, like femininity is like to me is just being confident in yourself. And like, I don't think I have to change to be like more feminine. And she happens to have like fake tits and like platinum hair. And like, I wouldn't touch myself with a knife unless like I got hurt and I needed surgery because um, I'm working on like I'm working on like loving who I am first before I try to change myself. You look great. Thank you, honey. <laughs> wow. That was really good. But but then, that was a really we, nice piece that you just said. Thank you. But we had a fight. The when we made up. But but I put like a paragraph on Twitter just saying like femininity is not about like what society wants you to fit in. Like it's not a specific box. Femininity is like how you feel as a woman. Um, it's same thing with like masculinity. Like guys feel pressure to like constantly be as fucking like manly as possible to be masculine enough. When it's like that, just like social constructions of society trying to put you in boxes. So I just wrote that. And she was like, I thought we were over it. And I'm like, yeah, but I think like this is bigger than us. This is like I'm trying to make a statement. So good. Was that Paige DeSorbo? No. Oh. Paige is my girl. Don't talk shit about Paige. I don't. I'm not talking you shit want, about her. You're, you're trying to He's in it. I all he's I heard, in it now. All I heard was, uh, was uh, the platinum blonde thing. And I know that she's got blonde hair. No, she is brown hair. Then I don't know who I'm talking about. Uh, maybe Francis, you should you do clearly love a this second show. of research before you ask me to take a 40-minute <laughs> subway to come to your fucking place. I apologize. I was just, I was trying to get clarification 
who that person She's was. She's my best friend, and that's like super hurtful. <laughs> who pages? Yeah. So who was the girl that you had the fight with about with femininity? Lindsay. Okay. Batula. No. No. Hubbard. Sorry. 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 We were good. We were cool. Fuck. I have one last question about reality TV. Do you watch the Kardashians? The 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 the, the highest grossing most engaged reality tv shows and think are you able to say wow they're doing the best job or are they doing something differently where you're like that is the be- the gold standard oh, of reality like you're like, tv it's like if you're watching like a chris rock special and you're like he's doing it really well yeah um th- they're, every reality show is very different. It's produced differently. Um, they're unique because people are fascinated with their celebrity. Um, but I do think that whatever... They're also part of the production of it. So, like, Chris Jenner could be like, hey, cut that shit out. Oh. So, like, they're way more in control. They're playing a different ball game than mm-hmm. I'm playing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I totally respect how open they are with their lives and how they deal with conflicts. I watch it, like, so differently now. Yeah. Because I also... The reason why I love talking to you guys about this is because I am in production. So I, I've been fascinated by the whole process, but I've also had to remove myself from taking off my production hat and just like being myself because you get two in your head of like being aware of the camera and aware of the producers and aware of this. Um, but yeah, the Kardashians are like a different ball game, but they've they started where I was, where like they didn't mm-hmm. have that much power. Right. Um, but they're vulnerable. They own their shit and they've exposed their whole life. Like it's. It's really difficult. Every guy they date, like Chris Humphreys, he didn't want, he just wants to play basketball. The reality TV show ruined that relationship, probably for other reasons too. But like the TV show, being on reality TV, fuck shit up. Yeah. But it's a sacrifice that sometimes is worth it. Right. Crazy. It's like the Kardashians is like modern family, the reality television version. Mm -hmm. If you think about it Mm -hmm. with all the stuff, like it's really, it's, it's an amazing, I feel like that's one of the, among other things, there's a bunch of reasons why it's such a compelling show for everybody. And I know saying those two in the same sentence seems taboo, but it's true. It's very interesting. And like seeing all these crazy big things unfold. Yeah. And I'm going to say some controversial stuff. There's probably guys listening. Like I actually am not. A huge fan of the Kardashians. I don't even watch the show, but I, a lot of guys love to just be like, "Well, Kardashians have no talent," and it's like they're not saying that they're talented. They're not saying that they're comedians or they're actors. They're literally just like an accountant that's really good. They're really good at business. They're really good at marketing themselves, and they're really fucking good at reality TV. Yeah. And they're really fucking good at social media. So, like, if if you get involved with your girlfriend in that fight, no, she's right. Wow. The Kardashians like are talented. They're not trying to be stand-up comedians or like Emmy-winning actors. I, I, They're talented I completely in other things. agree. I, I at this point, I think the, the scope of their success is undeniable. You the can't, brands they've created does yeah. not happen from sitting around and napping all the time. Right. Okay. Hundred percent. This is great. I want to ask you now about mistakes and fuck-ups and failures and things what what are some of the biggest mistakes if you can think of any in your life that you've made whether professionally relationships uh choices you made at any point in your life that affected your trajectory okay so this one time i was in the training room at wisconsin and there was this like track guy with like his little spandex pants on and it was like my friend um his name was Jay Peth. He was my friend Jay Peth. And like the training room is when you see all the other athletes and it's really fun. So like I think I'm funny and I like to prank people. This wasn't really a prank, but I like all my friends were watching. I go watch this and I go up to him and I slapped his ass 
the hardest I've ever slept. And you know when it hits right? Mm-hmm. Like you could hear that it like echoed. Right. Turns around, it wasn't him. It was a guy that I didn't know. I was like, I'm so sorry. He did not take it well. I then had to sit next to him for an hour getting like my ankle iced and shit. And um, that was one of the biggest mistakes I've ever done. Come on. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Mistakes, 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 mistakes. What the fuck? It's crazy how quickly you came up with that, too. She's like, oh, I got one. 20 minutes later, we were laughing about it. I'm getting fired. Now we're dating. Julio's burning down fields. Like, I mean, I've been fired. Um, I've, oh, mistakes, mistakes. Wait, you burned a house down? I burned down a field. Uh, yeah, we talked. We talked about this in a past episode. Yeah, I know. I just wanted. To, I was giving myself time to think. I don't expect that. you to listen to the podcast, honey. To do well, if you want the, the research, as listen, you we have a story. Wait, can you tell me some topics? Can so, you give me so, a topic? I'll, I'll tell you, you the times I fucked up. Oh well, that's pretty good too. Like relationship, I'll give you time to fuck down. Should we do that? Should I read this one and you yeah, can have a little bit of time let's to think dissect about it? Okay. our our reader submission? Yeah, we have a re- uh, a submission of a, a fuck up. This is a rookie mistake. Uh, do you think this? Would you consider this? One I a rookie think we mistake? should start calling all of our reader submissions rookie mistakes. Yeah, I love that because they're not professional fuck ups like we are. <laughs> <laughs> they are amateurs. So those are rookie mistakes. This one, is, okay. So this is an interesting one. Um, I worked in luxury hospitality for three years and in the hospitality industry we send out amenities to guests for things like birthdays anniversaries etc in order to have it sent out you need to have a manager sign a slip for it i being a rather crafty and impatient 24 year old decided not to wait for a manager to be available to sign and signed it myself on behalf of my manager obviously not the smartest move i've ever made but it was also only for a 30 dollar wine and cheese platter and wasn't a signature signing someone's kidney away. 100% agree with that rationale, by the way. Um, I was suspended an hour later and fired less than two days later. I felt hurt and ashamed and as if my life was over for the first few days. However, in hindsight, I can understand why they fired me. I don't understand why they fired you. That doesn't sound that bad. Whatever. Sorry, I'll keep going. And I'm thinking perhaps it may not be the industry for me. Um, Even though I'm sad that I'm not able to talk to the friends I made at this job due to company rules. What? I am happy that I've been able to hear other people's fuck up stories and have learned that I'm not alone. Thank you for that. If you have any advice for how to turn my life around, I'm all yours. Right. This is ridiculous. That's weird. This is so such a small... Not even a mistake, almost. I mean, Maybe I, they it didn't is, like him for other reasons. They were like, "Finally, the little fuck up we need." And I think a, it's a, a woman. Girl. It's a woman. Oh, it's yeah. a woman. Um, but I uh, look. Zoe. Sounds she, like a toxic work environment too. Way too controlled. Yeah. Why can't you talk to the people you used Dude, to work? I with? I love yeah. firing and talk breakups. I love them because it means like you're forced to discover new land. I love that shit. She she uh, committed, I guess, forgery at best. She forged a signature. Uh, but for a very small amount. Um, I don't think that this is a big mistake. And I also don't think she needs to turn her life around. Yeah. Um, unless, you know, unless this, you need to turn your life around. Yeah, unless this list led to like bigger forgeries and potential counterfeiting operations. <laughs> In which case. The gateway uh, fraud. Uh, well, we've got you here on Oops! The Podcast, Hannah. And we want to hear about your worst mistakes that you've ever made in your life. Do you have anything that comes to mind? Yes. Um, I've had a lot of mistakes. This is a particular memorable one. Cool. Um, 
there was a very important tournament sophomore year they only picked like one girl per team i'd been training very hard for it i had to win a couple matches to even qualify for it i finally got the call hannah you you made this tournament i was like fuck yeah let's fucking go and um I got to the hotel for the tournament really late, but we had a hitting session at like 9 p.m. And normally you don't hit that late. And I was like drinking a lot of Gatorade. So I woke up in the at 4 a.m. middle of the night to go pee. Seems pretty normal, whatever. And as I went back to the bed, instead of like a normal person just sitting down peacefully and going back to sleep, I decided to jump into bed. Mm. I would love to just have a camera at that point to see what, what I did. But apparently as I jumped, there was a wall two inches in front of my face, like just the sharp part of the wall like this. Um, I knocked myself out and I had a line all the way down my face from the wall and um, my nose started just like bleeding and I was just in the bathroom just like heaving and then um, I went back to sleep and I felt like I went back to bed and I was like I need to put ice in my face but I think I was concussed so I was just roaming the halls for like an hour trying to find ice and there wasn't ice on my floor and I finally found ice just put one piece of ice in my nose and fell asleep woke up in the morning looking like I pretty brutal sent a a selfie to my team and my coach um found out that i did indeed give myself a concussion and i couldn't play tennis for two months oh Oh my my god God. i wish you could have seen i'm literally writing this down because you should have seen both of our you saw it but like Mm -hmm. i was looking at francis we just had our mouth open the entire time at this story how tragic it is i tragedy all of college (laughs) tennis i never once got injured on the court like when i'm on the court i'm like in my element i'm a fucking gazelle when i'm off the court i'm like a baby deer and i (laughs) i've sprained ankles all sober all this shit sober but like i and then I was like, can we sue the hotel? Like, they're like, did the wall move? Did the wall do anything wrong? It was all those weird things where, like, it was a closet, and I thought it was the end of the wall, but I just jumped into the closet wall. So I fucking knocked myself out. And, like, my coach is like, are you an idiot? But then, to get cleared from the concussion, you have to answer questions. Yeah. But they never did a pre-concussion test for me because we're tennis players, and, like, we don't normally get concussions. So they'd be like, are you cranky? Are you tired? And I'm like, yes. I'm always cranky and tired so like I didn't know when I was outside they're like are you stressed do you get pissed easily I'm like yes but that's just my personality in general (laughs) so um that was really fun for me and I learned maybe don't jump into bed like a psychopath pretty pretty goofy why are you doing that at 4 a.m. you're like half asleep you're just like I'm gonna just jump into bed I was like oops yeah. Well, well I was cute. a kid. We used that was, we would jump on the beds at hotels. Hotels are so, so fun, fun to jump when on. You're a kid. We call it bed butt boy, where you jump and then you hit your butt and then you come back and you stand. Mm. These are fun things that you can do. When you woke rooms. up to pee. When you wake up, are you just wide awake in general? So, no, I was out of it. So then I just don't get where the energy to ju- to leap. The funny came thing from. is, when I jumped, I thought I was gonna land in a cloud of pillows, and I mm. got the shit rocked out of my face. Wow. Imagine watching that. Like, a, and it wasn't like jump in the air hit. It was like jump hit. It, the wall was right in front of me, <sighs> but it was pitch black. And I didn't see it. Dude, you ever done, you ever hit your head really, really hard? No, not like that. Man, I feel like you, you have. have. I've had some bad ones. You've you had, have a thick skull, You've had a few though. concussions, right? Am I imagining yeah, that? But, but those were like induced <laughs> by other people. But then I've had one, I've had, I had one thing happen to me that was insane. That reminds me of that, which was when I was a senior in high school 
right after, like two weeks before I was supposed to go to college. We live on the water in Maine, and it was very tidal. And it was kind of tough to tell how high the tide was because... That's dangerous. People get seriously injured. Yeah, the water was the like tide. murky. It would come in over the mud flats, and it would be very distilled. You're using a lot and... of Maine terms right now, and I'm confused. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll be a little simpler. Yeah, um, <laughs> New Yorkers are simple people. We would... Uh, we would so we, there was a bank... And usually you could kind of get a sense of how high the tide was based on where the water fell at the bank. And if the bank was all the way submerged, it was high tide, you knew you, you could dive off our dock. There was a lot of details happening. And then if you if it was like halfway up, usually that was enough water to still swim. And I went out pretty hungover. We'd had a party at my house the night before. Uh, my parents were away or some shit. And yeah, then they you're came a bad back. boy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. parents are gone. Yeah. <laughs> so we, uh, I, I just stood. I was very hungover and I stood at the edge of the dock for a while. I was all by myself and then I dove in and there was a cement bucket <gasps> that anchored the dock from floating around and it was chained, but it was just under the surface of the water. And it was so murky that I couldn't see it. And my hands in my dive passed over the bucket and my head hit the edge of the bucket. And oh you can see a scar. Pretty good one, right? Oh, that's a real good one, man. Dude, that's why I don't dive. It looks like someone began scalping you and right. then was stopped. Oh and they were like, God. oh shit, uh, my favorite show's on. Um, <laughs> so I, my all of my momentum from my dive was arrested. It was probably a strong dive. By, by the bucket of cement. And I stood up out of the water and I couldn't see. My head, it was all red, my vision. And then it finally kind of figured out where I was and the water was only up to my knees. So I really shouldn't have died. You could have paralyzed yourself. A lot of people do. A lot of yeah. people break their neck oh this way. Yeah. And it's yeah, remarkable it's that I didn't, didn't die. But it's also remarkable that I didn't pass out because nobody was around and our dock was so far away from the house that nobody would have found me. And had I passed out underwater, I would have drowned. Oh my god. I had blood and then we couldn't have had shooting this out. Right now. I had blood shooting out of my forehead such that I could actually see the arc of it, like a stream. It was a constant stream like anime. Of, of funnel blood. It was like funneling out of my ha- head. And I, a lot of blood talk. I went to the dock, sat down, started yelling to, to the neighbors, like, help, help, I've hit my head. They came out. <laughs> help, I've fallen, help. I can't get up. <laughs> help, I've hit my head. I've hit my head. And they, and they were like, do you need an ambulance? And I was like, probably, you know, I, I don't know. And then they called called my mom and my mom called I, oh <laughs> I decided I had enough strength to try to walk back up to the house uh, once I got to the edge of the dock and there was a whole trail of blood when I came back down <gasps> like the next day or so and it was a it wasn't just spatters of blood it was a it was an actual <laughs> so steady blood stream all the way up the steps you're so graphic all you're the way squeamish. to the front yard this this is making me squeamish and uh and my mom came out and she saw me and it was just so graphic but she went into like mom mode and said okay i need and brought a towel out yeah you're pressed against out. my forehead called the the ambulance and we went to the hospital and the worst part was once we got to the hospital the way that they cleaned the wound they had to pick oh, this is 
Oh. You don't like to hear this? No. Okay, well, we can stop there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. vetoing this. I just picture both of you with your, like, walking around completely confused with your bleeding yeah, like, faces. <laughs> you're, like, knocking on people's doors with your partitioned face. I'm, people are like, I what? must have been and you're like, oh, I've fallen and hit my, I've hit my head. <laughs> I'm very seriously like, injured. <laughs> <laughs> what's funny, though, is, like, I've dated so many guys with CTE, and, like, they're kind of my type. Really? Like football yeah. players? Football you go guys. for the vegetables? Yeah, the hockey guys. I had a guy once who texted me the word isn't spelled I-S-I-N-T. Is that just a In function of never having to go to school because he was... <laughs> he like, might no, not know contractions. They'll, tell me, they'll tell me stories like I got hit so hard like everything was blue for like two days and I'm like, do you like me? <laughs> <laughs> Enough about you. Speaking uh, of, I'm like seeing this hockey uh, player right now and hockey players, my mom's always been like, whatever you do, and I've listened to her, like I'll fuck with a lot of athletes, I don't fuck with hockey guys. She goes, they all have STDs, they all have fake teeth, they're all, they're all like dangerous motherfuckers but this one <laughs> hockey player has we have a little little chemistry um and he's from minnesota he has a nice accent so i'm like oh he's so sweet is he in the nhl um no but he like played in college or some shit so he's not a, so it's not that bad right <laughs> so we've been talking for like mm, like a month we haven't had sex yet Cause like I was kind of talking to someone else. He was talking to someone else. Um, but it was my birthday and he left me a voicemail and it was an oops on his end. Oh boy. And I want you guys to give me some advice. Tell me what you think he was actually thinking and how I should deal with this. First of all, He's 35 and leaves voicemails, which is adorable. That's great. Can we play leave, the voicemail yeah. on the show? Do you, oh, yeah, I'll play it. That'd do you fantastic. guys leave voicemails? I do. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I do. That's cute. But I do them. I usually yeah. am joking. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I leave funny voicemails. Yeah. All right, so we're going to play the voicemail. We're done. It's 12.04. That's four minutes past your birthday. Try FaceTime you to wish you a happy birthday, but you're too busy in Shelter Island doing whatever the fuck. What do people do in Shelter Island? Do you guys know? Shelter Island. Do you guys, like, hide out and cry? Like, Anyway, um, no, but happy birthday, babe. Um, miss you. Uh, I want to say happy birthday. And... Fuck off, Lindsay. Fuck. Anyway. This is Elton Hunt. Andre. No. But happy birthday. Wait, how old is she? Uh, dos, uh. Vente. uno. Vente, 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 fucking face deep in the pillow right <laughs> I love you. I mean, fuck. God damn it. I can't send that. I just say love her. Nobody gets I like you. You're cool. We're cool. Happy birthday. Bye. Wow. He dropped the L-bomb at the end of the voicemail. So he's hammered, leaves me a two-minute voicemail, and then says, I love you. Fuck, I can't leave that. You're cool, I like you. <laughs> was he talking to someone else? It sounded like He was, he like, was... in a car with my friends okay. when he left it. W- what did we think about this oops? It's adorable. How do you it's feel adorable. about it, first of all? And what's the aftermath? How long has it been since that happened? Okay, so I have a date with him tonight, Okay, and I'm... I'm going to call his ass out. On the voicemail? Yeah. Mm. For what part? For dropping the album. I feel like you have to address it or it's just awkward. What about the rest of the voicemail? That's what troubles me more. (laughs) (laughs) 
He started real good. The first third of it solid. It turned into like a seventh grader talking to his crush, which maybe is cute, but it's also so, is. For ah. some reason, I'm very trepidatious with dudes. Like I, I hear that, and everyone's like, "He likes you so much," and I'm like, "I don't know. I don't know." Mm. I mean, you gotta keep your cards close to you at first, you know. And I feel like I've dated a guy before. But you know what? When you subconsciously say I love you, it means like I think he has love for me. Like he has he likes us together. I don't think he's in love with me. But like I've actually said love you to people I have good vibes with. Totally. I do too. Totally. So like first of all, do you think this is like a terrible oops? Do you it didn't scare me though. I thought it was cute. I think the I love you thing is nothing to worry about at all. That doesn't bother me at all. The, the rest of the voicemail <laughs> Annoyed me. What? I'm glad we're aligned on that. Because to, to call to wish happy birthday to the person that you're kind of seeing while you're in an Uber with your car with your with your friends and you're shit faced is almost like a to me that's an insecurity thing. It's like he's trying to portray himself as being very low key, just off the cuff, and he's almost like reaching out for these weird Spanish age translations. <laughs> that was and show, it's him show, trying <laughs> to come that off. Wasn't good. <laughs> he's trying to come off like he doesn't care. Right. Well, yeah, like he's hammered calling me and it's like, I get it. You're fun. You're 35 blacking out at night. I get it. We're you're a good time. Yeah. So it's like it's adorable that you that you have a crush on me. But like it's more adorable if you soberly were like, hey, I'm thinking about you. Happy birthday. Let's grab a drink or something. Yeah, I feel see, I, I sort of feel the opposite in a way. I feel like it's to me. And, you know, this is my opinion. It seemed like cringily sincere like he his guard was not up at all and that's how how i took it he starts off he's really sincerely like trying to make this conversation with you he's wasted he's like oh like what are you even doing shelter (laughs) well anyway ah then he started being weird and like goofy Mm -hmm. which is like how you get with somebody when you're like really comfortable with them you know what i mean you're in bed you're being making your silly jokes Mm -hmm. and then the spanish thing was weird and then going into him being like i love you oh i shouldn't have said that you know it was like awkward and i could see how it could be endearing i think it was definitely an oops on his part yeah, the whole, thing, the whole thing was a clusterfuck. I do think it was adorable that at 12.04, he like he was like, I'm going to call her. Yeah, right I tried to FaceTime you. I like that. And I knew he was out. He'd been texting me all day. He's with my, like, our friends. So it wasn't like he's with random people trying to look cool. Like, I knew they were together. Um, I like they texted me. That he yeah, I like that, too, that with time. the friends, right? I think yeah. that that shows that he's, like, comfortable. They're thinking of me. He's not trying to, like, he's not the type of guy that will isolate you. You can kind of, like, hang out with But groups. also, it's like, we're, we're not dating. We're not even exclusive. So I've said that to a guy who... I'm like kind of dating and right, I said right, I right. love you accidentally and hung up and then just never addressed it again but this is like there's no way he's I think lo- well, way too early I don't want to get into it but way I, too early right yes it's you're not you're not in love with me you don't fucking know me bro yeah he's smitten uh, maybe it's a double standard but if I were dating a 35 year old and she left me that voicemail that would be the end of it <laughs> Detective, you are of me, Francis. It's so cute. Well, I just like uh, it. I mean, it, it's a little. I don't know. I, 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 what you said, it stands true, which is like, call me in a sober moment, wish me a more thoughtful happy birthday, and but act I like also, that the thought process. But I also have zero expectations. That's the thought process. That's, but Francis, I'm pointing at you with my toe. I have zero expectations for this dude. I he's a hockey player. I fully expected to be like maybe we'll have good sex. So the fact that he drunkenly admit, but then I I have to be strong because I can't, if I'm like oh this dude likes me, then I'm gonna start like putting it on him that like he's boyfriend material when he's not mm. 
Well, then that's that's up to you. But at least you know what you're dealing with. I mean, I think he is. He puts it all out there. He's like, I, I agree with both of you. Yeah, I'm curious. So you don't like that those parts of it. I also hated it. And I agree. I would do the same exact thing. I, I that would be over for me, too. But I think for completely different reasons. You would reasons. break up I would with just be girl like, if you drunkenly. No, if we've gone on four dates, she's like, hey, like, um, uh, como es sete vente ocho? If a girl called me doing that, I'd be like, fucking gross. Consulting the people in the car for advice on what to say and, and just like summoning them in as like a phone a friend. Like, I need help with this. He's not a, prof- he's not a professional this. comedian. He does, he's not good on the spot. Doesn't Being matter. a comedian is Doesn't not what matter. makes me good at making phone calls to people. <laughs> It's it's the fact that I know how to talk. He's like he had no button at the end of that. This guy is like legitimately. He set it up, then completely lost his train of thought. Yeah, he's just fumbling around in the dark. It's almost as if okay, he pocket called you. Okay, but can I say something? It sounded like I wanna, a pocket call. But I want to say something. This is the most gorgeous man. I've like ever seen in my life. Well, then there you go. So factor that in. Imagine the hottest girl of your dreams leaving you that voicemail. Would you break up with her? No, nope. I would have sex with her. <laughs> but you guys haven't had sex. You guys haven't had sex yet. No. What? Yeah, I guess you're right. If we had, this is this, this is, is when I would. You guys are looking it. at it as just a dude, where I'm seeing it as this like sexy man right. leaving this for me. Okay. If that I had seen his him shirtless and then put that voice with his face and body or whatever. Okay, let me show you. Him and shirtless. also, how far did he get in hockey? Was he playing professionally? He played in college and then he got a really bad head injury. Okay. Fine. So that's why his voice is so bad. D1 in college? Um, I Please believe yes. D1. I don't fucking. If it's not D1. I'm the same with you. I don't fuck with D3 shit. I don't shit. really. This oh guy. Oh my God. You guys are savages. We are savages. Dude, that voicemail was a fucking abomination. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> okay. So unbelievably hot. Yeah. He's like a yeah, male he's, model. He's super ripped. He looks oh like God. a. <laughs> He looks like Liv like, Schreiber. He's, he's, like, born he's in the ocean. way, he's, like, people <laughs> see like us together the and they're like, did she win, like. He looks like he walked out of his home to get into that picture in the ocean. Yeah, this is the thing. This guy's extremely good looking. The he, tattoos are bad. This is no the offense, kind dude. of guy that, like, oh, yeah, we'll get into that. That when people see me with, they're like, did she win a Make-A-Wish, you know? Like, he oh. makes me look disgusting. Yeah. I also hope that a lot of the Make-A-Wish celebrities aren't banging their kids. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a very manipulative Make-A-Wish. I'm just saying. But also, I feel like pretty boys like me because they know that I don't care that they're... I mean, clearly I, I care, but like... I I have like a douchey dad. I have a douchey brother. They all have they have abs. They are players. Like so I'm not phased by that. And I think they sense that energy of I'm like, cool. Do you have... But then I still go for the guys with no personality who are hot. That's an oops on my part. Yeah, I don't know. So it sounds like you don't necessarily have a type then, it, 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 or it's a wide array. My type is like tall, athletic, um, good sense of humor, like wants to be goofy and silly. <laughs> okay, Slow so- down, Hannah. We only met a few weeks ago. <laughs> She walked into the. Ew, she did wants you to just high me. five? You guys she's are lame. To, she's seducing me. Five. Wait, Hannah, we need to talk about this, though. This is Hannah arriving to the person she is today. Yeah. We talked a little bit before we started you're recording. Like you're about, backtracking. You said you were. We started talking about the pedestal, but this well, is this a pedestal is like, situation. I used to think 
I used to think of guys like a game to me and I was like oh how do I win this dude over so I would like find a guy be like yeah I want him and then I would trick him to date me and then I'd get bored in a couple months because I realized we're not actually good for, together I just liked when people looked at us and said damn she's well, with that hot that. dude mm. totally so like I'm a I'm like I think like a dude in that way where I'm like sometimes I, I'm not that emotional with it and I just like want to have fun but everybody does you want to be proud of the person that you're with yeah. you want to show them off yeah but then I've gone for the guys who were like purely my best friend I'm like not that attracted to them but I'm like these are the nice guys you have to be with but then I lose attraction healthy so I need medium to fi- I need to find I just haven't found that it's healthy medium yeah I know what you mean Hannah you gotta find the smoking hot dude who's also a good guy and that's it's just tough yeah, totally. you, some people spend a lifetime. Looking but I like I also don't settle. So like I'll wait. But also, um, yeah. But he he tries. He tries. That's good. Yeah, hey, sweetheart. This, this reminded me something when it comes to the best friend thing. So I want to just say this to everybody out there. When it comes, if you're a best friend of some girl and you really like her, don't be a fucking pussy. Go for it. Yeah. You know I love I mean? how you're looking into the I camera know. for this. And you got to go for it early, too. It's like a missing person. Like, there's a small period of time. <laughs> yeah. And the larger that that period of time gets, the chances of you finding it and finding love in that situation, they evaporate very quickly. Yeah, you got to You have Don't to beat show around the bush. Her, go for it. Show her that you want to fuck her. Because sometimes, the, I mean, not like too aggressively, but them sometimes it's just attractive if i feel like a guy is attracted to me and i'll start seeing him in a different light like oh he has good taste in women i'm into that have you ever slept with somebody that was a very dear friend and then it was you immediately regretted it yeah i had ruined the, the friendship this guy was like he had swag it was in college and he had but he was only like 5'8", and I had just dated like a 6'6 football player, and I know that he was insecure about that, but I just, I wanted, I hate spending time with people. Most of my social interactions are me counting down to when I can leave. So this dude, I would like hit him up to like study with me, and I'd like just want to spend all my time with him, and I was like, oh, this is what love is. And then I was like, I want to date you, and then within literally three days, I was like, I don't want to do this, and he was like mm. crying, and like it was never, like, like he won't, we're not good anymore. Wow. It's bad. But yeah. it sucks because like, I'm also oops. kind of a, I hate to be like, oh my God, girl, but there's a lot of guys I actually really get along with in terms of like, I ha- I'm very close with my brother and my dad. I love sports and like, I connect with a lot of dudes and then get confused. I'm like, so why don't we have sex with him? And then I'm like, wait, but you're not attracted to him. Just because you get along with him doesn't mean he's your, the love of your life. Yeah. So it's my oops. It's so tough. Because I think we all know the type of person that is good for us. Yeah, like I could settle. But that doesn't necessarily mean we want that person, that we're wired towards that person. Also, let's be honest. My job is to have conversations with people. So like this hockey guy, I'll go on a date. It'll be great. We'll be laughing, flirting. But was it really just me? Was I just good on the date? Like was my conversation? Oh, were just you carrying point? it? And yeah. I'll and I love carrying conversations. I will control that conversation. I'll ask him the best questions. I'll set him up to ask me something to f- slam dunk on a joke, and we're like, mm-hmm. we're. Fu-. And then I'm like, did I have fun with him, or did I just like, like the? And I don't talk. The and whole he's time. gonna think it was great, no matter what. I'm a great first date. Mm. <laughs> I'm amazing. But then I, but then I don't know. Like, are we just gonna converse? Am I just gonna conversation, or am I actually hitting it off with this dude? Mm. And if he's hot, I will convince myself that, like, we're great together. But then what if I show up hungover one day and I don't feel like getting the conversation going? Right. Your worth. The question of your worth. Yeah. 
You don't have to perform, Hannah. Oh, my God, stop. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> let's, yeah, uh, let's wrap it up. Well, we've had an absolutely wonderful time today with you, Hannah Burner. Thank you so much for coming on. Where can we find you? You guys can follow me at Being Burns, B-E-I-N-G, B-E-R-N-Z. Follow, subscribe to my mental health comedy podcast, Burning in Hell. And I have a show at Gotham Comedy Club, August 22nd, if you want to see me live. And Francis is going to be there. Francis is going to perform. So if you want to see him live, um, I'm going to rip him apart just like I did this podcast. It'll be a good time. Hell yeah. (laughs) Awesome. And as always, uh, please like, subscribe, share this podcast. This is Oops the Podcast. We love you for listening. We're we're really enjoying ourselves. Uh, Julio, where can we find you? Um... I don't even like I've, I wasn't prepared for this. Not, at, not Julio, not Julio on Instagram and all that stuff. You guys know where to find me. Thanks so much. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye.